In today's show, we look ahead to Saturday in the NBA, how we can stream in to win, hopefully, our matchup. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So... Saturday, normally I would do a what to watch for show of like, this is who's in and who's out. But I think it's best at this point in the season to just say, what are we streaming in? The same way that I do it for Sunday, we're going to do it for Saturday as well. What categories are we looking to attack? You've got two days left. How to play the schedule, which guys we're getting in for what particular categories. You've probably saved moves up. You maybe haven't, but if you do have moves left, that's what we're trying to do is get the wins in particular categories. It's not about value. It's not about overall numbers. It's not about next week or two weeks time. It's about what can you do today and tomorrow? And that's what we're going to look at here. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Um, Yahoo Points Leagues. This is streaming guys in. We'll talk about the back-to-backs later. Just streaming guys in for action on Saturday. Xavier T. Illman. No Stephen Adams. No Brandon Clark. Tillman got into foul trouble last game and played like 22 minutes. He's a really, really straightforward stream. If he is available, he should be rostered basically everywhere. Um, I don't really see why you wouldn't. There's no real need not to. He he look, he just should be as simple, simple as that, I think to look at Xavier Tillman as a 12-team league guy in points and category leagues. He is available in lots of different spots still. And, and I guess people did drop him after what uh, transpired last game where he played those uh, 22 minutes. Yeah, 22 minutes. They also have a pretty strong schedule where they go Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So it's on, off, on, off, on, on. That's, re- that's really good. Like in the next eight days, we've got five games. It's really strong. In Charlotte, I don't know about Mark Williams' thumb. I, I don't. They haven't given us an update. He heard it. He came back, and he was ruled out for the game. I'm going to guess, given where they are in the standings, given that he's a young player, given that he has a thumb sprain, that he probably sits one of these two games, if not both, if not literally the rest of the season for Williams. That is possible as well. So we're looking at uh, Big Dick Nick Richards. Richards should be able to get good minutes, assuming he doesn't foul out. And he is a priority add. Now, that will seem weird because I know a lot of you will look ahead to next week and go, oh, the Hornets play only two games. And that is true. But they also play three games in the next four nights. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. So two-game week is true if we're only looking at a structured Monday to Sunday situation. Over the next four nights, they are the best team in the NBA along with a few others. And Richards has an opportunity to pile up 120 minutes in the next four nights. 120? No, 90 minutes. 90 minutes in the next four. You're playing 40 minutes a night. 90 minutes in the next four nights. He can put that up. Add him. It might blow up. Like, we might 
they might say we're trotting out Marky Williams here, but they had a history already when Williams was the backup that on a back-to-back, they would just switch it over and put Richards in anyway. So I think given there's an injury doubt, there's almost no chance to me that Mark Williams is playing on Saturday, but I don't know that yet. Tari, tank season is a great stream. They have a pretty strong schedule as well. They've got five games in the next eight days. They play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on, off, on, off, on, off. Easton's getting 27 minutes a night. We love it. Detroit, this is iffy. I don't know what they're going to do. Marvin Bagley, last game, played 21 minutes. That's Marvin Bagley the third. He played 21 minutes last game. They have a strong three-game in four-night stretch coming up. There's no Isaiah Stewart, but we don't know whether Bogdanovich is going to play. I'll suggest he doesn't. But they are still Bagley the third, Bagley the fourth, and uh, Duran in that mix. But Marvin Bagley the third is a pretty good points league option. He's available in a lot of spots. I would make sure all three of those big men are on rosters, but there is a good opportunity here for Marvin Bagley. Cole Anthony, really hard to project sort of player. Look at his last five games. 33 minutes, great. 29, awesome. 24, sick. Not so sick. 33, unbelievable. 22, yuck. It's just all over the place. But they play on Saturday. Now, their schedule isn't quite as good because they don't play Sunday, Monday. But if you're just looking for a little bit of a Yahoo points boost, there we are. I just talked all that time about Marvin Bagley III and then two names under it, Marvin Bagley IV was, James Wiseman. Well, everything I said for Bagley III applies to Wiseman in terms of the schedule. The role is probably a little bit more secure for Jimmy. But I, I, just, I don't know what they're going to do every game. But he's worth looking at. And then, passport legend, Jalen Duran's there as well. Really strong for those three Pistons big men. I talked about the Rockets already, and KJ Martin's a guy that's available. They, to me, are the top eight guys who are available for fantasy points for Saturday, who are available in at least 40% of leagues. And I gave you a little bit of a discussion on um, some of the value that they can provide moving forward also. For ESPN points leagues, a lot of the names are the same. These guys are all available in over 70% of ESPN leagues. We've already touched on Tillman, Richards, Eason, Bagley, Duran, and Martin. Two of the names do come up here. Tyus Jones, yes, absolutely must roster, absolutely everywhere. We don't know when Jar Moran is coming back. It was at least four more games. Um, he's got at least three more of those to go. So the earliest he can return is next Friday. I really don't think he will, but I don't know. Uh, and that means we just roll with Tyus Jones, especially for Saturday, but we just keep rolling with him. And the other name on this list is Dante DiVincenzo, who was disgustingly bad. Yes, sir. There's absolutely no getting around that. He was terrible. I'm not expecting Wiggins to play on Saturday. They play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So again, that's eight nights, five games. That's a pretty strong schedule. And DiVincenzo should at least be able to hit 30 minutes in one to two of those games. But on Saturday, I know that it was pretty poor last time out for him. I think he's going to be better than that. And I think he's absolutely worth grabbing if he was dropped. And he is available, obviously, because he's 70% plus available in ESPN. So he's available in tons of spots. So to me, they're the best eight guys who are available in a chunk of leagues over on ESPN who can provide that value for you on Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You might have stress related to work, relationships, deaths in the family, illness, fantasy basketball lineups. I don't know. But everything... Can it get to us in one way or another? And figuring out how best to cope with that is what therapy is all about. BetterHelp is here to help you go through that lifelong process. We're all growing and changing and understanding those tools that we need and deepening our self-awareness is something that therapy helps us with. 
BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's easy, to, it's, it's easy to get into downward spirals and to get down on ourselves, but finding those coping skills is what these therapists are able to provide for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's convenient, it's flexible, it's suited to your schedule. You just do a brief questionnaire, you fill it out, and they find someone that matches for you. But if that person doesn't work for you, well, you're able to just switch your therapist to find the right connection with no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on NBA. Let's go to category leagues now. Um, what are we going to do for the major, for the major categories? Who are we streaming in for their value in each category on Saturday? And I know it's I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but we have to look at him. The Yeah, Dylan Brooks, the king of the no shot is too bad for me to take and I'm the best player in the world every time I step on the court. He is going to take more shots because Ja Morant isn't there and he is going to miss a lot of them, but he's also going to be able to put up points. Like he could easily have 16 or 17 points. It's not easy to find 16 or 17 points on the waiver wire. The interesting thing is the top two names here who were available in over 50% of leagues, Dylan Brooks and Lou Dort, are two of the worst shot makers you'll ever see, but they're going to take their fair share of shots. They're just not going to go in. But they can have those hot nights where they drop 20 or 17 or 16. And you have to be willing to take on that field goal percentage hit, but the volume is going to be pretty solid for them. After that, there's not many big, big points guys there. They're not even that big points guys. Like out of this list of guys, and if you're on YouTube, you can see the list. We'll go through it in a sec. Like who are these guys do you say, hmm, they can score 20? Probably Dort, maybe Brooks, probably Cole Anthony. That's probably it, yeah? There's not that many guys you can find like that. KJ Martin's a good points guy. Again, he could get 20, I guess, but if Kevin Porter plays, it does limit him a little bit, but he's more of a 15-point guy, which is still okay. Josh Okogie, who knows? Do we get the Josh Okogie from before Durant debuted or the one that we saw last game when Durant got hurt where he was useless? And or the guy we've seen for four years who can't shoot ever and is a low-usage player or the weird guy that we saw for five games in Phoenix become the best player in the world. You know, which one of those is real? I know which one is real, but can he sort of approximate a little bit more usage? He's still worth looking at because I think he's going to get good minutes, but he also might not because last game he played 23 minutes, even with Durant out. Cole Anthony, we just talked about, he is an absolute wild card. He might play 30 minutes, score 20 points on six shots. He might play 21 minutes, have two points on nine shots. This is the, the issue with Cole Anthony. We know this. No Colin Sexton, so Talon Horton Tucker is going to get minutes. He's going to get shots up. And actually, he's a guy that can score 20. He can also score five, but he can score 20. He's a pretty good option there too. Tari, tank season, really good opportunity for him as well. The minutes feel secure in a range where we're happy with it. And then there's Nick Richards, who's not going to be a big scorer, but again, our assumption is Mark Williams is out. So Richards might be a 14-point-per-game guy. might get 15 points on six shots. That's, that's possible for him as well. Um, be a high-efficiency scorer who's going to get more opportunities considering his backup is almost definitely going to be Kai Jones. Three-pointers, Isaiah Joe. Now, for the Thunder, Jalen Williams, the Bronco, is back. Broncos country, let's ride. So is Shea Goodis-Alexander. They are both back and playing on Saturday. No idea whether they play on Sunday, 
but they are both back and playing on Saturday. But Joe is still going to get 21 minutes. So this is not like a we can only use Joe as a three-point streamer when Shea is out because he still will play 20 minutes and he still could have nine points with three threes. That is all we're looking at here. His value goes up, even though last game it wasn't because he played 19 minutes in that really bad beatdown. He still should be able to get you three-point streaming value even with those players out. Again, if you're just looking at last game, you don't want to look at Dante DiVincenzo. But I do think he's a pretty good stream option for threes. No Wiggins we're expecting. He's not going to play the 21 minutes that he did last game. I don't think he is going to be the guy that moves to the bench because they're not going to go with that four-guard lineup again. Imagine they bench DiVincenzo and keep pulling there, who's been unbelievably bad. Maybe they could, but I think DiVincenzo's role is pretty secure. Reggie Bullock, much like Isaiah Joe, what else are you getting? Now, I, I, I don't know. Look, Bullock is a guy that for two months of the year, is the worst shooter in the world. And then starts to put, put it on towards the end of the year. He missed last game, but he is back and ready to go. And Luca is out for Saturday. So he might have 15 points with five threes here, Reggie. He could even be a, three, a, a point streamer, but he's more of a three-point streamer. This is disgusting, but it's true. Rodney Magruder is an option. This is mainly because I don't think Bogdanovich is going to play. And for some reason, I, I, I don't know what it is, but they start Magruder over Killian Hayes and they play him 20 minutes and he doesn't do anything else, but he might hit three threes. It's iffy because logic, common sense would tell us that he shouldn't play. But it's Dwayne Casey, man. So what does logic and common sense have to do with it? Gaz Harris, straight back into starting in his return from injury. They love what he does spacing-wise and defensively. Good combination. Suggs does it defensively, doesn't do it spacing-wise. So Gaz played 30 minutes in his first game back. That's what he is. He's like a 45% three-point shooter, I think, this season. Same as the Duck Luke Kennard, who's been a 45% three-point shooter for about three years. He doesn't do much more there. Jordan Wara gets his 23 to 25 minutes off the bench for the Pacers. Um, gets a lot of shots up. He's actually a pretty interesting streamer in a lot of situations in Wara. And he's available everywhere. And then Dylan Brooks, again, who's going to take shots. Maybe he has 14 points with three threes. That's possible. That's, that's not a bad it's not a bad return uh, from adding a, a Dylan Brooksy Brooks in that situation. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are coming, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even the old three-pointers drained. We look at Friday's action. What stands out to me here? The Brooklyn Nets are four and a half point underdogs. Are they reacting to what happened yesterday? Because all of those players that rested yesterday are back. Are the Wolves going to cover it by four and a half? They probably do. But what if Mikael Bridges goes Mikael Bridges again? Interesting. We'll check that one out. Fangel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same gay parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanjul.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at rebound streaming. Big Dick Nick at the top there, Nick Richards. Um, again, all the assumption here is that Mark Williams will not play. I don't know that for sure, and I'm going to keep refreshing this screen so that by the end of this show, I can tell you whether there has been any update on Mark Williams. But these are, I think they're pretty obvious, a lot of these ones. Jalen Duran played 21 minutes his first game back. Hopefully, we give him more minutes there, the passport legend. He's a good rebound streamer. Kevon Looney, that's all he does. I'm pretty sure he's not going to play under 20 minutes next game. It won't be 27-28. He only seems to do that when Draymond is out. 
but in 23, 24 minutes, he can get six or seven boards. Tari Eason's a very strong rebounder. Xavier T. Illman is a really good uh, rebound guy as well. Kevin Love. Now, I don't believe for a single second that Kevin Love's a must-roster player, and the Heat are on a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, so there's a little bit of iffiness there with Love, but in his 21 minutes, he can get six or seven. That's what we're really looking for here, a five to six to seven rebound player, and Kevin Love can produce that. KJ Martin's a strong rebounder. And if you want to get really deep into the wigs, Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, last game for the Knicks, they played a lot of Hartenstein with no Mitch Robinson, who got into foul trouble early, and then they just ran with Hartenstein. He played 25 minutes. That is not likely to be the norm, but Hartenstein still as the reserve who might play 18 minutes, 17 minutes. There's five rebounds or so there. But you can see there is a little bit of a drop-off there, probably after Tillman. Those first five are pretty strong. The others, maybe not as strong. I want to talk about not as strong, the assists streaming, as it always is. I still believe that Killian Hayes is an assist streamer. I don't know what they're going to do with minutes. 19 minutes last game was insane, but we will see. Does he go back to 27 minutes? Does he start again? He's still got, I think, five assists in those 19 minutes anyway, but there's no one else on this list. Maybe Horton Tucker. There's no one else on this list who's really got nine, 10 assist upside like Hayes does. I said that this was a pretty shitty list, but maybe it's not. The first five names are not bad assist guys here. You got the two Utah guys, Horton Tucker and Dunn. Horton Tucker will start. Dunn will come off the bench. Horton Tucker probably plays 29. Dunn probably plays 24 minutes. And both guys can get you five to six assists pretty easily. Maybe there's a little bit more upside on Horton Tucker. I, I do believe that for assists, but they're both options. Cole Anthony, again, always a hit or miss situation. At least with assists, he doesn't have to miss shots to get him. Just he needs the other teammates to make him. But he does have an opportunity to play more minutes if the shot goes in, which helps. Dennis Smith's probably a six-assist guy most nights. And the Hornets, bad Week 21 schedule, as I said before. But Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, a great little four-day stretch coming up. It also is why it's important to understand the surrounding days, not just the Monday to Sundays. Monday to Sunday is a two-game week. Man, I've got to drop Dennis Smith. Well, you don't really. You can hold him through Tuesday and get the four, get the three games in. Pat Beverly. Corey Joseph, TJ McConnell, my last three. McConnell's got the upside there. The other two are just like, Ugh, are they actually giving these blokes minutes? Not so much with Beverly, but with Corey Joseph. And the answer is Corey Joseph, they are giving him minutes. Again, I don't know why. I have no idea. They're doing it though. And Joseph does become at least a deeper league streamer. Well, McConnell, last game played 24 minutes. And I don't think, well, no, I don't think. I know that Benedict Matherin is out. He is out Saturday and Monday. Does that mean they give those extra minutes to McConnell? Do they give them to Duarte? Don't know. TJ's not a bad guy to stream. If they give him 25 minutes, there's probably 12-team value in him. I, I, I'm not 100% convinced that they do that, but you know, it's distinctly possible. If he gets those 25, there's a lot of value in TJ McConnell. And that'll carry over to the next category as well because we're going to talk steals. And McConnell's not on this list, but including there. A lot of steals. Guys, there's always lots of steals streaming. Caruso, one of the best steals guys out there. Quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Alex Crusoe is a great steals guy. Whether he starts or not, I assume he starts, but he's also, look at his minutes. 26, 26, great. 20, 19, yuck. 27, awesome. 18, yuck. All right, that's unpredictable. We don't know. So we can't rely upon Crusoe for anything more than getting a couple of steals, but he's one of the best at doing that. Joshua Kogi, the minutes should push him a little bit higher here, so I do like him. Uh, Tillman's one of the best steals big men in the NBA, and he should have unfettered access to 30 minutes if he doesn't get in foul trouble. Killian Hayes is always a good steals guy. Killian, look, these, 
Caruso, Akogi, Hayes, Smith, Dunn, I would say, all have five steal upside. Tillman's probably a two-steal guy. DiVincenzo's probably a two-three-steal upside guy. And Suggs is maybe a four-steal upside guy. But Dunn, Smith, Hayes, Akogi, Caruso have five-steal upside. It's not going to happen often, but when it does happen, you go, ah, five. Where did that come from? You know that it's a possibility. So all of those guys have some really, really good stream vote. And you've got DiVincenzo in there and Suggs. It is, and something I've found a lot this year doing these shows is getting threes off the waiver wire, piece of piss. Getting steals off the waiver wire, equally piece of piss, almost equally. They seem to be the two easiest categories to be able to stream in decent value with upside in value as well. Like we could say, well, maybe we can get three assists from someone off the wire, but getting a seven assist guy is very hard. Hitting a seven three-pointer guy off the wire, hitting a five steal guy off the wire, it's it happens all the time. It just doesn't happen for a lot of the other categories. For blocks, and they're one of them. It's so hard to get big blocks off the wire. Nick Richards clearly leads the way here. Um, he's a great ad. Schedule, situation, one game, all that is good. I put Isaiah Jackson next, and I just do not know. I, I don't know. Because his role has been all over the place. Primary backup, 17 minutes. Primary backup, 20 minutes. Tertiary backup. And played nine and eight minutes because Turner got into foul trouble. Do they switch back to giving Isaiah Jackson the first crack at backup minutes? I My theory is, I don't know if it's right. My theory is it's two games on, two games off. So it was Jackson, Jackson. Then it was Smith, Smith. It's actually, this is how the pattern has been the last six games. 20 minutes, Jalen Smith. 16 minutes, Jalen Smith. 17 minutes, Isaiah Jackson. 20 minutes, Isaiah Jackson. 21 minutes, Jalen Smith. 16 minutes, Jalen Smith. That's an established pattern. Two, two, two. So if it holds, we go back here to Isaiah Jackson getting two games as the primary backup. I don't know that it's going to hold. So taking a fly on Isaiah Jackson when he might get a big fat zero is still a possibility. But that is how the pattern has gone. Smith, Smith, Jackson, Jackson, Smith, Smith. So we're ready for Jackson, Jackson. We'll find out. Jalen Duran, yes, great block streamer. Tari Eason, He's probably not a high-volume upside guy, maybe one to two. Muxy Kleber is probably a one to two blocks guy as well, um, but he's fit and ready to go, which is great. Damian Jones is the backup now in Utah. They could switch that to Azabuke at any point. I don't think they would because Azabuke is honestly not an NBA player. So there's a little bit there for Jonesy to get a block or two. That's desperation stuff. And then real desperation stuff is picking point guards like Horton, Tucker, and Beverly. Now, they're much better than their peers at blocking shots, and maybe they get you one. But after like... Even after Duran, like it's pretty bare to get a blocks guy off the wire. It's pretty tough to do. Field goal percentage, a lot of the same names we've mentioned already. Jalen Duran, Xavier T. Illman, Nick Richards, Kavon Looney, Dwight Powell's, that's his real strength is field goal percentage. KJ Martin, Andre Drummond, and Jackson Hayes. They're not going to do much more because their volume is pretty low, but they can have a slight influence on the field goal percentage category. And if we go to free throws here, I like Cole Anthony, Malik Monk, his minutes in production is a bit so all over the place. Grayson Allen's an excellent free throw guy. Aaron Neesmith's a pretty good guy there. Um, Kennard, Gary Harris, flaming Mo Wagner, even though I do expect Wendell Carter to be back. Mo Wagner as a backup can be a good free throw player. And then I don't know why I wrote his name as Kavon Love. It's not Kavon, it's Kevin Love. And he's a good free throw shooter as well. Um, the back-to-back, Saturday, Sunday. He's eight names of guys who play across that back-to-back. Nick Richards, Isaiah Joe. Obviously, we've got the Hornets, you've got the Thunder, you've got Josh Richardson, the Pelicans, 
Dennis Smith, Lou Dort, Isaiah Hartenstein in the Knicks, Pig Williams in the Thunder, and Najee Marshall in the Pelicans with the uncertainty around Brandon Ingram and his ankle injury. But there are eight names with a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back that you can pay attention to and get some value out of. What about the next four nights? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So end of this week, start of next week. Saturday's a 10-game day, so all of this talk about me streaming in today, it might not be possible for you. So congratulations if you made it through this far. But if we're just looking at the low-volume Sunday, Monday, Tuesday group, these eight names all play two low-volume days over the next four nights. Dylan Wright, Zach Collins, Trey Murphy, Dan Gafford, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Jalen Duran, Matisse Thibel, and Isaiah Joe. All of them have some pretty decent value over those next four nights with two low-volume days. And if we just look at the next four in total, these first seven guys, I think, on a per-game basis, are top 100 players over the next four nights per game. Dillon Wright with two games, Zach Collins with two, Kyle Anderson only one, but he's still so valuable, but it's only one game. Tari Eason two, Trey Murphy with three, Xavier Tillman with two, Cole Anthony with two, and then Jalen Duran with three games in the next four nights, which brings me to talking about the, the seven teams, seven teams play three games in the next four nights. New Orleans, Detroit, Oklahoma City, the Knicks, the Suns, the Bucks, and the Hornets. And every one of those teams plays on Tuesday next week. So they've either got a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back or they've got a um, Monday-Tuesday back-to-back in there. But there are seven teams that play three games over the next four nights. Pelicans, Pistons, Thunder, Knicks, Suns, Bucks, Hornets. And those ones that have the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, the Thunder, the Knicks, the Hornets... Right, real good value in streaming those guys in, also and, and Pelicans, because you get not only the Saturday Sunday back to back, but you also chuck in a Tuesday in there as well. So a sneaky weekend back to back plus three games in four nights is fantastic value on those players. As for say the Raptors, after Friday they don't play till Tuesday, so that the hold of Gary Trent useless. Uh, you, you would de- like. Three games with no action from Toronto, I think you have to move on from him. And that's where you start to consider other drops. Is Ananobi a drop? Is Barnes a drop? Maybe. Maybe. Consider it. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.